0: It's the WAX Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Tuesday morning at WAX. A nice Tuesday morning out there. Good morning. The shank of the day, baby. Bob and Joe with you to do the chores. Man, we got a lot of chores to do. What do we got to do today? We got uh, FFA, right?
1: We got to talk state FFA convention. We've got dairy breakfast. We've got, I don't know, there's so many things out here on the
0: counters. Crop progress report. We're uh, getting the crop in. Governor Ever is going to be in the area today. I just uh, saw that. He's going to be down in, uh, where is he going to be? Let me grab that sheet of paper here. Governor Ever is going to be in Pepin County. He's going to visit two businesses in Pepin County. He's going to be 145. This guy's got good taste stockholm pie and general store that's not a bad place to visit about 145 right after lunch get yourself a piece of pie and then uh he will also be at the river time wine and beer and amusements about three o'clock <laughs> wash the pie down <laughs> there so, you go so he's going to be down there and uh talking about uh, some grants that are being handed out to some small businesses and uh he'll be uh highlighting those in Pepin County a little bit later on today. So if you want to see the governor, 145 at Stockholm, and I don't think you get caught in the crosstown traffic there in Stockholm at 145. And then uh, Rivertime uh, Wine Beer Amusements about 3 o'clock in the Pepin area. So Governor Evers going to be in the area. And uh, Crop Progress Report, as we said, and also uh, CRP, they released the numbers on that. And I don't know if the governor means he won't be in state FFA today. Probably tomorrow or the next day he'll be down at Madison. He usually shows up. I know he always did when he was a superintendent of public instruction. And uh, so, busy man. He puts on a lot of miles. I think he puts on more than you and I.
1: Quite possibly. He's got more state to cover.
0: He's got a plane, too. (laughs) That, too. (laughs) Uh, But uh, dairy breakfast, we uh, were out at some dairy breakfast over the weekend. Hopefully you were too, man. A lot of people were out, so a lot of things going on around the air. And you got more coming up, as Jill said. We'll talk about that as we go along. It's a busy Tuesday morning. We get off the air this morning, and we're heading south. Both uh, Jill and I will be going down there. I'll be down there for a couple of days. Jill's going down there this morning, and she'll be there all day today, and then back tonight. And. Uh, we get to know the interstate pretty well this time of the year, don't we?
1: We absolutely do.
0: All right, and uh, she'll be the one flying by about 85, huh? Well, 86, maybe. 86. There you go. Keep it around her 90. <laughs> All right, busy times. It's uh, Tuesday morning at WAX. Keep
2: it at Rural, WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Yeah, it's a chance for you to make the decision to go to the Stanley Correctional Facility. Not somebody else. <laughs> Provide your room board. All right. Uh, but, uh, boy, good job. 30 bucks an hour. Hey, let's check our weather as we get into a new week. Weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. New 2023 Subaru Ascents are now available at ChilsonMotors.com. Partly cloudy today. A beautiful day for FFA members traveling to Madison. We'll get about 79, 80 degrees, 53 overnight. Tomorrow, partly sunny. Thursday, partly sunny. It should be a really good week down in Madison for the FFA members. And again, blue jackets will keep you plenty warm. 86 tomorrow, 83 on Thursday. But inside that Allied Energy Center, it's cool. So if you're coming down there for the state degree banquets or whatever it might be, uh, you know, it's cold outside or warm outside, but it's it's cool in that building. And then Friday, 85, partly cloudy. Slight chance of rain on both Friday and Saturday. Sunday, partly sunny. So it looks like more good weather for what we've got going on this week. FFA and uh, all kinds of uh, field activities going on. And, of course, the FFA convention. It's 55 degrees right now, about 79 today Should be a nice day for traveling to Madison or wherever you are traveling. About a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire, News time.
3: NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. The Denver Nuggets are the 2023 NBA champions, and fans are celebrating.
4: Oh, this is the best feeling, and to be celebrating with everybody here. Let's go!
3: they defeated the Miami Heat 94-89 in Game 5 of the NBA Finals at Ball Arena to win their first title in franchise history. Nikola Jokic led the way with 28 points and 16 rebounds and was named MVP. The federal judge overseeing former President Trump's arraignment on Tuesday is denying a request for footage of the hearing. Cell phones and other electronic devices will not be allowed in the Miami courthouse. Trump was indicted last week on 37 felony counts connected to the handling of classified documents. He's calling his indictment a witch hunt. They're
5: using, they've weaponized the Justice Department, absolutely weaponized it, in order to try and win an
3: election where he's way behind. Trump made the comments Monday during an interview on Radio Libre 790 in Miami. One person is dead and 11 others are hospitalized after a tour boat capsized outside of Buffalo Monday morning.
4: The boat was at a 180 degree turn, so the bottom of the boat was upright in the water. Actually,
3: a, a number of victims were on top of that boat initially when rescue got to them. The fire chief says 29 people were on the flat-bottom boat in Lockport Cave. He believes it became unbalanced. The Supreme Court is expected to rule on the use of affirmative action in college admissions any day now. A pair of cases at the University of North Carolina and Harvard allege the practice harms white and Asian students. Most court insiders believe the conservative high court is going to overturn the affirmative action practice in colleges. You're listening to NBC News Radio.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And a check of our Sky 13 weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great collection of new rams. They're on the lot and available at ChilsonMotors.com. Not a lot of rain in this forecast. Partly cloudy today, 79. Partly sunny tomorrow and Thursday. We'll be in the 80s. Friday and Saturday, there's a slight chance of rain, but uh, I don't know how slight or how good that might be. But everybody, I think, got a little bit of rain on uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. I heard some pretty big numbers. I'm not sure how accurate they were, but then I heard some that uh, weren't so big as well. So, again, it just continues to be, are you under the right cloud? So Friday and Saturday looks like the best chance for more rain. We'll check with Mike Dandry a little bit later on for that. But uh, dairy breakfast weekend should be nice, Saturday 80, Sunday 83. Right now, Rice Lake 54, it's 50 in Medford, 53 in Wausau, Marshfield at 52. Green Bay and Madison both reporting a little rain in the area, 52 down over at Green Bay, 55 down the Madison Sun Prairie area. It's 58 in Milwaukee and 55 right now outside our barn door. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way
2: of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we do
0: have the markets, but uh, just a heads up. Coming up, we're going to hear from uh, the Bauer boys. Rick and Gary down there at Churchview Dairy, Durand area. They hosted the Pepin County Breakfast. We'll hear a little bit more from them than we did Saturday morning. Also, we look at numbers this morning. Let's look at the oil prices. If the gas pumps don't come down, I don't know, July oil, crude oil. Down two dollars and eighty-eight cents a barrel yesterday. Now it's down to sixty-seven dollars and twenty-nine cents. So again, that oil price does not equate to three dollar and fifty-cent gas. But uh, we don't have much say in that. The oil companies control all that, unfortunately. Well, Jill, we got better numbers for livestock. Absolutely. Our
1: cash livestock for choice fed beef steers are 179 to 192 and with mixed at 137 to 177. Choice fed beef heifers are 179 to 193 with mixed at 117 to 177. Choice fed Holstein steers are 151 to 161 with select and silage fed steers 112 to 149. Cows are 80 to 107 with a top of 133. Bulls are 95 to 120, butcher hogs are 40 to 92, with sows at 22 to 24, and boars at 12 to 19. New crop market lambs are 130 to 166, with old crop market lambs 125 to 160, and feeder lambs at 75 to 185.
0: And at the mercantile exchange yesterday, mostly higher cattle were higher, hogs uh, higher every month up June. We had June live cattle, 179.07, that was up 85. August at 173.20, up 135. October at 176.47 up 167 in December, 179.50 that was up a dollar 72. Feeder cattle for August 239.05 that was up a nickel. September at 242.07 that was up 37. October feeder cattle 244.12 up 62. November 245.30 a hundred that's up 72 in January 244.57 up 65. The only glitch was June hogs and June hogs closed 8717 down 70. July 9160 up a dollar 97. August hogs 8737 up 342 and October at $78 even. That was up 262. Board of trade was mostly higher yesterday. Not enough rain fell, so prices went higher during the day trade overnight. December corn was unchanged sitting at 549 this morning. Oats down a fraction at 373. That December wheat contract down two at six sixty. November soybeans up seven cents overnight, twelve sixteen, and uh, soybean meal for December up a half a dollar, three hundred seventy dollars and eighty cents. Products in the dairy industry were all unchanged. Barrel cheese one fifty-seven, blocks one forty-two and a quarter, the butter two thirty-six and a quarter. The June class three was also unchanged, fifteen eleven. But July went down four at 1593, August down 12 at 1680, September down 14, 1765, and October down eight at 1822. And we're going to hear what's going on down at Churchview Dairy down there. They had the breakfast on Saturday, a beautiful breakfast at Churchview Dairy in Pepin County. We'll hear more about that. Coming up right here on Wax, we got a lot of markets to get to yet. The first voice
2: of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax
0: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Churchview Dairy in the Durand area hosted the Pepin County Dairy Breakfast and uh, an interesting uh, family enterprise with the Bowers. Rick is with us, uh, first of all. And Rick, tell me how this all got started because uh, you weren't. Always a farmer. You spent a lot of time looking at yellow lines on the highway. Tell us about yeah. that story and the history. Well, pretty
6: much always a farmer, but over-the-road trucking. And, and I don't know, I acquired a couple farms while I was trucking, and my brother wanted to do the dairy, and we got talking, and thought, well, maybe we'll give it a try. But I can remember driving across Nebraska thinking, do I want to do this because I like what I'm doing? I'm happy 90 95% of the time it's like... I don't know if I'm going to be happy 95% of the time dealing with cows and brothers and family and everything else. but So this,
0: was, this
6: wasn't this an overnight decision for you? No, not really. No, not really. It was kind of quick, but not
0: overnight. I thought about it. So uh, when you did say, okay, what did it take to get it going? Because you said oh. you had a couple of different farms, but to, well, to where you are now.
6: Well, the, these two farms, Johnny Adliner owned them both, so they both come from him. So, um, but he passed away before I bought the second one, so his widow sold me that one. So, and I was milking cows here before, no, what, 26 stall barn here, and then that got converted to the parlor. So, and you started having kids, and mom wanted you home. No, not quite that way. (laughs) I've got a daughter from a previous marriage, so then my wife now she had six kids, so. How long ago was that? nineteen ninety seven, So that's, and then officially it was January 98, officially. And uh, this is uh, going to be your final enterprise? You don't do any
0: driving now, do you, over the road? Nope. Maybe a little bit during corn silage time. That's about it. Well, that's good. Gary, is with us. Gary how'd you talk him into this? And uh, what did you think would be the uh, advantage of uh, you and Rick farming together, Darian? Well, I farmed with
4: my dad, and then I took over the farm. I wanted to expand and
0: it was easier to expand here than the other place. So tell me about the expansion. What have you got here now as far as facilities, as far as uh, number of cattle, and what's the operation all about on the dairy end? Well, We have 300 cows in a free stall with
4: a swing parlor, 12. How much uh, help and how hard is it to find help here? Well, we've got Hispanics that have been with us since 2001. And they're still here, so, with four kids later. Mm-hmm. And we just have weekend help for when they're not here. But it's hard to keep some people here for that, even to get to milk cows.
0: What's the cropping all about? And so what does that mean for the dairy ration? Well, we raise corn and
4: alfalfa. Corn for corn silage and high-moisture corn and alfalfa. How is the first crop? I assume the first crop's all put up? First crop was put up over two weeks ago. It'll be three weeks on Monday. How good was that as far as tonnage? Because I don't imagine you had it tested yet. The tonnage wasn't as well as last year, but,
0: yeah, we haven't had it tested yet. I've got to ask you, have you gone out and taken a look at it? We're hearing some awful stories about alfalfa weevil. Have you taken a look at the regrowth?
4: The regrowth on the irrigated ground is good, and the regrowth on the... Non-irrigated ground's kind of slow.
0: How much do you need rain here? How's the spring been for moisture?
4: Well oh, we need rain. We definitely need rain. The irrigator is getting its workout. Yes
0: it is. <laughs> and the dairy breakfast here as you hosted the dairy breakfast, what did what did you allow the people to see because obviously security and biosecurity is very important.
4: Well, they can walk around, they can't walk through the barn. And if they want to go and see the parlor, it's
0: they needed a guided. Mm-hmm. Rick, as far as uh, dividing up the responsibilities. You've got obviously dairy, you got cropping. You guys do it all together or do you have separate responsibilities? Kinda of a little of both, I guess. He
6: does takes care of the crops, that's his end of it, and cows, you know, as far as drying up and shots and all that good stuff. So now is this a
0: great herd? Have you got any registered cattle? No. No, just regular mutts. <laughs> regular mutts. Where does the milk go? AMPI.
6: And it's been like that for a long time. Yeah, ever since we started. Dad was AMPI.
4: I think it was about '69 when he went to Falls Dairy, I believe. Then. All right. So we got
0: seven, huh? dedicated AMPI producers here. Churchview Dairy, the Bauer family hosted the Pepin County Dairy Breakfast. And again, a great day it was down in Pepin County. Churchview Dairies. All the dairy breakfasts have been huge. What I uh, heard Monroe County was about 4,400 people. So. Again, there's more coming up this weekend. Don't miss it. We've got more farm news to take a look at. Uh, We'll have some of those stories coming up on Wax Wax 104.5 and the
2: Midwest Farm
0: Report. 55 degrees right now. We'll get up to about 80, give or take a degree or two. Partly cloudy skies. Good day to travel for FFA members to Madison. Jill, i Country, bringing us our farm news. What's going on? And a sea of blue jackets
1: will be seen in Madison this week. Today marks the start of the 94th Wisconsin State FFA Convention. Members from across the state will be taking part in the event, which which consists of competitions, educational sessions for members and advisors, award presentations, general sessions for all attendees, election of the 2023-2024 state FFA officers, and the chance to network and have fun with fellow FFA members, advisors, and guests. The convention runs through Thursday at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison. And now we're going to talk some cheese. United States cheese travels outside the U.S. borders. In 2022, the U.S. exported more than 450,000 metric tons of cheese with a value of $2.3 billion. Our top export markets include Mexico, South Korea, Japan, Australia, and Canada. U.S. cheese dominates Mexico's cheese import market by providing 87% of their imported cheese. More than 43% of the cheese shipped to South Korea comes from the U.S., with nearly one fourth of Australia's imported cheese also coming from the U.S., and the U.S. providing nearly one fifth of the cheese imported to both Canada and Japan. When all that cheese is shipped from these, shipped to these five countries, is added together it accounts to nearly two-thirds of all u.s. cheese exports since 2019 free trade agreements have partially supported u.s. cheese exports to each of these markets
0: all right some of our farm news this morning and uh, coming up the rhubarb crop we haven't talked much about that but we will next right here on wax for those who work in
2: acres Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
7: Although often thought of as a fruit, rhubarb is in fact a vegetable. Fresh rhubarb is available in Wisconsin from May through late June. And thanks to the fluctuating spring weather we've had, some growers are a little behind. I'm Charity Sebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Kathy Burrs, owner of Burrs Berry Patch in Barneveld says they are a week behind compared to where they were last year. She provides some insight into what it takes to grow rhubarb and shares some of her favorite recipes to incorporate it. So rhubarb
8: is a plant that's great for eating just the stems, but um, you generally purchase crown pieces. So they're kind of like a piece of root that you'll want to find a sunny, well-drained soil location for. Sometimes, if you're able to, if you're planning ahead, you can prepare the site in the fall by getting rid of any perennial weeds that are in the area. We use horse manure, so we work that into the ground to give it a good balance of organic matter in the soil. And then you take these crown pieces, they're called, and you want to set them out about three feet apart or so because the rhubarb plant can grow up to about four feet in height and about three to four feet in width. So you want to give them plenty of space in that regard. You take the crown pieces and then you want to plant them in the ground about two inches below the soil surface so that you can cover them up then and they'll reach up and find the sun. There's not a ton of varieties out there, but there are a couple handfuls of them out there. We haven't had a ton of success with ordering crowns from companies, unfortunately. We've had our best success from the splitting plants that are already well established. They even say it's, it's almost required that you split your plants every five or six years because otherwise your plant can suffer from crown rot and just the crown getting too crowded in one area. So we really do find our best success from finding somebody with plants that grow really well and harvesting their crowns and splitting them so that we can establish more plants ourselves.
7: So speaking of that then, how is the current rhubarb season going for you guys and has the weather impacted it at all? The
8: season's going really well for us. It started slow as everything did this year. You know, it felt like we were in this perpetual spring, winter, you know, not quite really going to hit the sunny, warm days. So it was a slow start to the season. But now that we've kept our nights in the low 50s or so, things are growing. You know, we've had 70s during the day. So we're, we're really in peak rhubarb season right now and things are going well.
7: When did you first start harvesting it and how does that compare to past years?
8: We did not start first harvesting it until about two weeks ago. I want to say like around the 15th or so we started harvesting and that's probably a week behind past years, I'd say. Most of our markets start that first week in May. And for us, we didn't have any fresh produce that first week in May because we were cold.
7: So then how is the demand for it going? Are you guys selling super fast or take me through kind of your customer base? Well, rhubarb is a plant that we do sell a lot of at market. um,
8: But oftentimes people have neighbors who have it. And if a neighbor has it, they have it. So it just it kind of depends on the area and whether or not people have their own gardens in the area. You know, it just it. It really varies from one market to the next, whether or not it sells really well or if, um, like I said, if there's a lot of gardeners in the area, it doesn't sell as well.
7: So we mentioned weather, but weather affects the insects or weed control. So has there been any concerns with that throughout the growing season, or what do people growing rhubarb maybe need to be aware of?
8: There's not a lot of pests that you have to worry about for rhubarb. They say slugs is one. A lot of times what we do, which is kind of an insect and um, weed control measure, is we put straw mulch down on our bed of rhubarb, and that keeps our weeds down. Plus it keeps a barrier between the soil and the plant itself to prevent insects from crawling up and residing on the plant matter itself.
7: So when it's growing, how do you know when it should be harvested? And is there a proper way to actually go out there and pick it? Yes, definitely. So
8: the best time to harvest your rhubarb is you want to wait until the stems are about 8 to 15 inches long. So you want to wait until your plant gets tall enough to give you a decent-sized stalk. And then to harvest it, you don't even need a nippers or anything like that. You just put your hand way down at the base of the stem, and you just kind of twist and pull at the same time, and the stalk just kind of lets go from the plant.
7: So when you're at a market or buying it from somebody, what should you look for to make sure you're buying good rhubarb? How do you know what is best to be cooking with?
8: So it doesn't really matter if it's red or green. Red does not really indicate whether or not it's going to be sweeter or not. I would say stay away from stocks that are, you know, two feet long, really, really fat. Those ones are going to be tougher. They're not going to boil down as well. And they might be a little bit more bitter than a smaller stock. Another thing you want to look for is freshness. So you want to make sure it looks nice and bright and crisp. Um, If it's limp, that's not good. It's been out of a cooler too long or it was picked too long ago. Um, So those are the things I would look for.
7: And then do you have to utilize it or eat it right away or how do you store it?
8: No, you can keep it, I would keep it wrapped in a bag, and then you can keep it in your fridge for one to two weeks easily. You can freeze it. So I will take it oftentimes and slice it into my slices that I'll use in desserts, and I'll freeze it in the quantity that my dessert calls for. So a lot of recipes will call for two cups, so I'll freeze it in two cup quantities and put it in the freezer that way. I don't put any sugar with it. I just freeze it sliced and in a Ziploc bag.
7: So how is rhubarb generally used and what is your favorite recipe to incorporate it? So it's most
8: often, if not always, used as some form of dessert, right? It's it's a pretty tart thing, so you've gotta add some sugar to it. There's lots of different ways people use it. Some people just use it, make a rhubarb sauce and put it on ice cream or on brownies. We at Bursberry Patch, our family loves Flo's rhubarb bar dessert. They're like a shortbread crust with rhubarb. And powdered jello, not like made jello, but powdered jello with a sugar crumb topping. And those are Ed's mom's recipe, and we've made those for years and several times throughout the season.
0: And again, rhubarb. There's an awful lot of good things with rhubarb. You used to love to go out and pick it and take the sugar jar out there and eat it. you Did you have a rhubarb patch at your place?
1: We did have a rhubarb patch at our place. We usually just uh, cooked it all down and threw a bunch of sugar on it. It was kind of like a pudding. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's good stuff, that's for sure. Rhubarb in Wisconsin. Good stuff. All right, we've got 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're going to get caught up on the first day's trade over at Premier Livestock and with Iraqi, Rocky will join us next.
2: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well,
0: let's get over to Premier Livestock in with you, Rocky Olson is with us. I thought maybe you'd take the week off, not much going on over there this week. Yeah, <laughs> maybe next week. <laughs> yeah, maybe next week, but again, it's, uh, it's a full week over at Premier, we'll get to that, but let's get to the market, how'd we trade yesterday?
9: Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday, Monday's auction shaped up very busy. Monday selling over thirteen hundred head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded steady to strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers one forty eight to one sixty three. Uh, low choice and selects one forty 140 to one forty seven. Choice beef steers and heifers traded up to a dollar seventy three. Market cows high yielding from a dollar one to a dollar twenty three. Many cows eighty two to, uh, to one hundred four. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar one to a dollar. 23, and uh, your market uh, like I said, uh, the organic market cows. Uh, High yielding cows, uh, 120 to 177. Uh, steers and bulls up to a dollar ninety. Newborn Holstein bull calves, guys, they keep getting stronger. Uh, make sure you guys know what them calves are worth when you're selling them out there, guys. Extremely strong trade on the Holstein bull calves. Mostly $200, up to $430 on the Holsteins. Your beef cross calves from $300 all the way up to $640 for your beef calves. Uh, today, Tuesday, we're selling feeder cattle, market cattle and calves. Then tomorrow, Wednesday, that's going to be a special dairy cattle auction. Uh, we are going to have free ice cream. The ice cream truck will be here tomorrow. we got an outstanding run of dairy cattle. Uh, expecting over 300 headed dairy cattle with four complete herd dispersals. we got an excellent herd of tie stall cows. Holstein herd, 55 years of AI breeding. They're averaging 90 pounds of milk. Uh, we got a registered Ayrshire herd. We we got a Holstein and crossbred herd, and we had a herd of Jerseys and crosses. So we got some extremely fancy, uh, top-end parlor freestall cows. Going to be lots of loads of those. Uh, got a big load of 25 Pro Cross springing cows and heifers. Uh, like I said, guys, just an outstanding run of dairy cattle for net for this uh, this week. And uh, also, uh, like I said at the top here, guys, Friday we got a big farm machinery auction. We're going to get underway at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, we do have three rings. All day we'll have food on site, guys. Uh, make sure you get registered early if you're bidding online um, on EquipmentFacts.com. Very important to get registered for that sale. You can put your pre-bids in now. Uh, like I said, number one question people ask, when's this item going to sell? Uh, put your uh, Put your bid in. Uh, even if it's a lot, if you get a $25,000 tracker, it might say $500. Just crack your bid on there. It'll tell you when that's going to come up for auction, uh, and it, it'll text it to you or send an uh, email to your phone here, guys. So uh, you can also uh, come inspect equipment here today, tomorrow. Uh, go ahead and get your uh, your live bidder's number when you come in, and uh, we'll see everybody on Friday. Questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. And that's how things are shaping up.
0: Bob. All right. Well, it is a busy week over there. It's going to be <laughs> those big machinery sales are something to watch. I'll tell you to get them done the, the way you can with that machinery uh, online and all that other stuff. So fun to watch. Hey, you uh, you have a good. You got a little rain last night. You said over Lubbock. Yeah, we did,
9: and we got a really nice rain Saturday. So yep. yeah, we're. Uh, I know it did kind of avoid a few people, but. Hopefully it's coming soon, if it didn't get a little
0: last night, so. I hope so, too. Have a good one, Rocky. You, too. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in Withy as we look at our markets and our weather on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest
2: Farm Report.
0: And the prices at Northside Elevator today in Loyal, the corn is 611 a bushel, the beans 1344, down at Arcadia 619 and 1349 on the soybeans. And Mike Dandrea joins us from over at Skywarn 13. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Well, as uh, you heard Rocky or didn't hear Rocky, it got a little rain over in the Lublin area north of Thorpe overnight, so that's a good thing. And I heard some unbelievable numbers. How, who got the most rain on Saturday? Oh, uh, let's see. I didn't... I heard a number. I heard somebody tell me, and I get a dairy breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> you know, True. people are just talking. One guy said, Oh, we got four inches at Colby and I said, Four inches? I so I don't know. I don't know who got the most, but some got some got more than others as always.
9: I was gonna say I knew that Abbotsford had gotten uh Yeah, quite Abbotsford a bit.
0: got some too. They said I heard a couple inches around Abbotsford, so that maybe is where the heaviest rain did fall, but Hopefully everybody got some. Anybody going to get any more soon?
9: Well, it's looking like we have some showers now that are uh, moving through most of the central parts of the state, but it has been uh, spilling towards our area. We did get a few sprinkles earlier, but I think that uh, most of us should be staying on the, the drier side, especially further towards the west. Partly sunny and highs around eighty-four today. And looking ahead at tomorrow, we'll have a bit more sunshine and temperatures climbing to the upper 80s. A bit more uh, sun on Thursday, low to mid 80s. Friday, we start to see a chance at some showers moving in later on in the day. Highs into the mid-80s, and that'll cool us off a little on Saturday with upper 70s and low 80s and a few chances at some showers. Sunday, we start to dry things out, mostly sunny, and then we warm it up going into next week with more sunshine and upper
0: 80s in store.
9: But right now in Eau Claire, we have a temperature of 56 degrees and a mostly cloudy
0: sky, but again, we did have just a few sprinkles earlier. Yeah, it's nice to have a few sprinkles, that's for sure. Absolutely. All right, we'll, uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Thanks, Mike. You bet, Bob. Have a good one. You bet. There goes Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 looking at our weather on racks, brought to you by uh, Northside Elevator. we got Morgan coming up. We'll get some news from her, brought to you by Tractor Central. Feeding information to the
2: folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Well, Morgan McCarthy is in the newsroom. Uh, she always is early in the morning as the Boysville FFA and others will be heading to Madison for the FFA convention which starts this morning. How many of those clubs did you belong to in high school?
10: I was. I did the uh, FBLA drama theater, that kind of thing. Oh, you
0: were in drama and theater? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. boy. Do you have your blue I, coat today? I was... Yeah, I sure yeah, I do as a matter of fact. Yeah. I was you know, I was in one play in high school. Oh yeah, what was that? It was uh some parole and parette play.
10: Not Romeo and Juliet?
0: No, but I like this play because uh there was a, a gal, a cute gal in my class that was in it and the teacher said, Can I get a volunteer? Uh-huh. And I had read through the script and there was a chance to kiss the There girl. was
10: a kissing scene. And
0: we did a lot of rehearsing. We <laughs> <laughs> Sure.
10: Yeah, I bet you got quite the performance review to standing ovation. Maybe afterwards, is that well, what we can think
0: from her, not from the audience? Right, right. So
10: maybe it was Romeo and Juliet after all, it might just have been. off script. You went good. off book there, little improv. But for
0: kids that don't join these clubs and get involved, they're missing a lot, aren't they? They really are.
10: Well, I'm seeing that now through parent eyes, because as a oh, yeah. mom, I see my daughter involved in all these things, and she was part of something that they have called B Team, where the older kids help yeah. the little ones, oh, yeah. and now she's in, you know, softball, and she sure. does the sports too, but. She and other groups and clubs, and I think it really does kind of augment the school experience. Oh, there's
0: no question Get involved there. So, encourage your kids to get involved.
10: Well, what do we got going on? Well, plenty in the newsroom today, and we will start with headlines that uh, begin in Polk County with an update from St. Croix. Investigators say the man shot and killed during an officer involved shooting earlier this month in St. Croix County was a Minnesota prison guard. Polk County Sheriff's Office updating that case with names of officers with a press release that you can find online, 715newsroom.com. In Eau Claire County, county man headed to prison as part of a sex trafficking case. A judge yesterday sentenced Mark Scoville Sr. to six years in prison for a slew of charges related to a string of crimes from 2021. Six women accusing Scoville of sexually assaulting them and drugging him first as they uh, told the judge that drugs were to blame for his bad actions. After prison time, Scoville will then be on parole for 10 years. As we look to other headlines, in Abbotsford, a meatpacking plant looks at more than a quarter million dollars in safety fines after its latest inspection. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster talks numbers and a little bit more about the case.
9: OSHA yesterday ordered $277,000 in fines for the Abbeyland Foods after one worker lost a fingertip and another had his hand crushed. This isn't the first time OSHAs find Abby Lind and OSHA accused plant managers of continuing to ignore its legal responsibility to ensure a safe and healthful work environment. I'm John DeMaster.
10: And for this story, we take a little bit of a trip to Ecuador. Of course, you yeah, always want to wake up on the right side of the ground. But for one woman, she wasn't quite ready to call it yet, even if they were in the middle of her funeral. Get a load of this. A little bit of a surprise. Yeah,
11: I'm on heaven's door.
2: It happened Friday in Ecuador where mourners were gathered to say goodbye to 76-year-old Bella Montoya, declared dead from cardiorespiratory arrest. That diagnosis was a bit premature. She started banging against the side of the coffin. Medics quickly administered aid and later determined she suffered from catalepsy, a condition that causes a trance-like state, slower bodily functions, and body rigidity. Her son calls it a miracle from God and said his mother is stable and on oxygen
10: i'm michael kastner and he probably has some explaining to do too. explain him to out what he was up to we had it back to the barn with bob bolso jill wilkie and your midwest farm report on wax 104.5
0: boy i'm glad she started banging before they put that metal crypt over the top
10: <laughs> something tells me he's going to be grounded for a while and she's <laughs> well, not going in the ground wow. he's the one that's got to answer uh, to that
0: unbelievable not
10: yet son nope, not, not yet,
0: yet. Uh, uh, don't don't cash in the will yet <laughs> nope all right, thanks, Morgan. <laughs> Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning as we're sneaking up on 18 minutes before 6 o'clock in Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, lots going on. The Crop Progress Report came out yesterday. We'll uh, delve into the numbers a little more tomorrow morning, but uh, soybean planting, just to give you a heads up, 96% completed around the country as of Sunday. Corn all in. uh, has emerged, Uh, 86% of the beans had emerged. Here in Wisconsin, 89% of our corn has emerged, and soybean planting reaching 98% finish. But again, we'll have more on that uh, tomorrow as we uh, look at things going on. also, Governor Evers, who mentioned he's going to be in Pepin later on this afternoon, but he's also appointed uh, someone from our area in northwest Wisconsin to the Wisconsin Technical College System Board. And uh, that is Leslie's, I hope I say this right, Vasina. And uh, she is the owner and a farmer at Silent Rolling Acres LLC, a grass based livestock farm in Deer Park. So uh, she is going to be on the board, the Technical College System Board, Leslie Savina from uh, Deer Park. And we'll tell you where the breakfasts are, at least some of them anyway.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hi, Joe, Where are some of
1: the
0: breakfasts this weekend?
1: Well, on Saturday, you can go to the Eau Claire County Breakfast on the farm at Bears Grass Dairy off of County Road V in Augusta.
0: Yeah, it, that's and that's important. There's no longer a breakfast. And I still get people asking me about breakfast in the valley. There is no breakfast in the valley. The folks around the county have picked this up now since the Chamber of Commerce said they didn't want to do it anymore and it's on the farm now. So it's an on-the-farm breakfast and that's easy to find if you're uh, going between Fall Creek and Augusta. Turn on uh, Turn on V and uh, follow the signs.
1: Yes, and I know there's off-site parking, so they'll bus you right into the line of pancakes. Russ County is having their dairy breakfast on Saturday, serving from 7 to 11 at the Russ County Fairgrounds. Also on Saturday, the Pierce County is having their dairy breakfast at the Maple Bud Farm in Ellsworth, serving from 730 to 11. And then on Sunday we've got the Marshfield FFA Alumni June Dairy Breakfast. That's at Nasonville Dairy, off of Highway 10 in Marshfield. And then and then the Loyal Dairy Breakfast is also on Saturday or Sunday, and that's at boy, Dave and Dave and Ashley Krishman and
0: uh-huh.
1: Loyal farm, on All the right. farm. All right, so. what
0: time is that Pierce County breakfast? What time do they start serving? Did you say 8.30? 7.30 oh, to 730. 11.30. 7.30 to 11.30. All right, a lot of breakfast coming up. A lot of markets coming up, too, on WAX. Agriculture,
2: it's the Wisconsin way of life. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And now it's time to hear from Hot Eamon and the Sparta Equity.
11: Fed cattle slide and steady today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 184 to 192. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 168 to 183. The beef and dairy cross steers 160 to 180. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 154 to 160. Choice and select Holstein steers 143 to 153 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 97 to 142. Cow market steady high yielding cows 105 to 120. Topping at 128. The cutters and utilities 89 to 104. With the low yielding canter cows, 48 to 88 cents per pound. Organic market today with the results from the June 12th sale. With the high yielding organic cows, 150 to 170 with the top of 174. The thin and small organic cows, 119 to 149 with the organic steers and heifers, 165 to 182 bulls steady. Most bulls bringing 110 to 125 with a thin full and bulls over 10 discount at $1.09 and down. Cabs today sold by the pound. The steady to stronger sale today with well, quality Holstein bulls bringing two seventy five to four twenty five with a top of four forty. Quality Holstein heifer calves eighty cents to a dollar eighty. The quality beef bulls four fifty to six dollars with a top of six oh five. The quality beef heifers four to five fifty with a top of five ninety five. And the light and poor quality calves ten cents to a dollar per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday. June 14th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hutt aiming at equity lives in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business.
2: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest
0: Farm Report. Well, let's get over to central Wisconsin over there by the Equity Stratford sale bar. And Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. You're all wet this morning, huh, Jerry? Well, good morning to you,
5: Bob. Bob. Uh, well, um, no, it's dry in the house. Uh, yeah, oh, we got.
0: Okay, <laughs> well. We,
5: we've had, we clarify that. No, we did get a nice little shower here. I didn't go out and look at the rain gauge yet, but about, uh it uh, started about an hour ago and rain for a half hour. So, good, uh, good. pretty nice little rain. We got a nice little shower last night. And then, of wow. course, uh, beautiful rain on Saturday, an inch here. And uh, I was listening to you uh, guys talk before about uh rain amounts and uh yeah there was i did uh at the breakfast the other day too i was talking to some folks in uh three to four inches and in, um, some very isolated spots yep. over the in the abbotsford kobe area
0: yep so uh i think everybody got a at least a little drink which is a good thing but uh, some folks obviously we could use a little more but uh we'll see what mother nature has in store for us how'd the first day of the sale activity go this week over at stratford here?
5: It went very well, Bob, and we'll tell the folks about it. And I thank you and a very good morning to everyone. A very busy Monday here at Equity Stratford. Yesterday markets continue to be very strong, and we'll start with the cow market yesterday. And uh, high yielding fleshy cows yesterday selling mostly from a dollar to a dollar eighteen. Those are the high yielding cows. Most of the cows yesterday selling between uh, seventy seven and a dollar thinner cows, light carcass cows below seventy five dollars. And the uh, uh, Fed cattle trade choice grading Holstein steers yesterday from a dollar forty two to a dollar fifty five. Select cattle under finished cattle one thirty eight and below. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from a dollar ten to a dollar twenty. Lighter weight bulls one hundred five and below. Calf market very very strong yesterday. Good demand, uh, big run of calves yesterday. Ninety two hundred and thirty pound Holstein bull calves selling from two hundred up to a top of four twenty. Heifer calves yesterday, uh, depending upon the quality, mostly from 50 to 160. And these beef calves just keep getting higher and higher and higher. Good quality beef calves yesterday weighing 9,225 pounds, selling from 300 all the way up to $640. So, folks. uh, calves, take care of your calves because they are worth a lot of money. But anyway, we got to talk about Tuesday here today at Stratford. Very busy day again on tap. We start this morning, 10 a.m., hay and bedding auction, 11 o'clock dairy auction today. Uh, Folks, we got a very nice herd of cows today. Complete herd dispersal, 110 Holstein dairy cows, and the spring and heifers coming along here. Uh, Powder milk cow, freestall house, TMR fed, cows that are monthly herd health check, and more information, of course, available this morning uh, when we start the sale. So that'd be 11 o'clock, folks, again, there's going to be cows in this uh, herd for everybody's budget, and so complete herd dispersal. So I know uh, most folks got a little rain this morning, probably not a lot of field work today, so take a few hours out, come to the sale today. It does start at 11 o'clock for this complete herd dispersal. And then, of course, after the the, uh, dairy cattle, we will sell market cattle today. We do also sell those organics every Tuesday. Just looking ahead a little bit. A week from tomorrow, June 21st, will be our special summer beef breeding bull sale. Folks, if, uh, if you want bulls consigned, uh, other information, just give us a call, 687-4101. So, Bob, we'll send her back to you, and uh, uh, again, very thankful for the beautiful rain we got. And uh, uh, I know uh, went over to the Edgar breakfast on Sunday. It was a little chilly, but, boy, I tell you, that they served uh, over 2,300 people there. Just a great job by those folks over there. So... Uh, breakfast continues, so uh, we're only about halfway through, so we got a lot to go yet.
0: Boy, big numbers at these breakfast People are really turning out. And, um, well, Mother Nature's cooperating, too, but uh, that's a good thing to see. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Okay, Bob, don't spoil the evening by watching the Brewers. No, gosh, no. The Brewers not playing very well right now. That's Jerry over at Stratford. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Synergy Co-op at Ridgeland bringing us uh, the market look here. And, uh, Jill, we're going to get to you in a moment. But first of all, let me look at the uh, Board of Trade. It was up yesterday in spite of the fact that we got some rain. But they said, not enough. We need more to depress the market. So, December corn held steady at 549. Oats down three over, or down a fraction overnight at 373. Wheat for the December contract down two at six sixty. November beans up seven at twelve sixteen. December meal up a half a dollar at three seventy eighty. Now, Jill, the country elevator prices.
1: Northside elevator, loyal location, corns at six eleven with soybeans at thirteen forty four. In Arcadia, corns at six nineteen with soybeans at thirteen forty nine. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn's at five eighty eight with soybeans at
0: thirteen thirty-seven. On the DTN screen, corn today at Golden Plump, six fourteen a bushel. At Baldwin, the corn's five seventy-five, beans thirteen twenty-four. At Duran, the corn is also five seventy-five, beans thirteen nineteen. Mondovi and Elmwood both have corn at five seventy-nine, beans thirteen twenty-four. Corn at Fall Creek is five sixty-five. Soybeans twelve ninety-four. Osseo, just down the road, corn's five ninety-two, beans thirteen. 13- 1324 out at elk mound 593 and 1337 down at sparta 599 on the corn 1315 on the beans ellsworth 568 and 1284 and the ethanol plants boysville and stanley 602 for the corn today new richmond facility 592 dairy products unchanged barrel cheese 157 blocks 142 and a quarter butter 236 and a quarter june class three unchanged 1511 July down 4 at 1593, August down 12 at 1680, September down 14 at 1765 and October down 8 at 1822. And uh, by the way as we said earlier, these gas prices should come down a little bit. July class or July crude oil down $2.88 a barrel yesterday, $67.29 well below $70. So don't let them smoke you. The price is too high. Hey, we've got 55 degrees. It's 79 for the forecast today and partly cloudy. If you're heading to Madison, drive safely. We'll see you there later on this morning.
2: You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovie And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.